0: And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's
1: go places. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles,
2: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can no It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off
3: to the races, and he stays on his feet. That's just going to go the
2: distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Christian McCaffrey ahead of Jonathan Taylor. Jalen
0: Hurts ahead of Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if these things are actually happening in the rankings. I am just here to get your attention. We welcome you to Fantasy Football today. It is preseason week one. I'm Adam Azer with Dave Richard and Heath Cummings. We got running back previews oh. and wide receiver previews coming up this week. Two episodes for each position. But this one, we're going to kind of catch you up on some of the news, tell you who's moving up and down in the rankings. Heath and Dave, zero to ten on the Weekendometer. Dave.
1: This was my last weekend where I don't have to do any work, except I'm doing work right now on the weekend. But I don't mind being on the podcast. is fun. I'm giving it an 8.5.
2: Yeah, I spent about four hours yesterday updating my rankings and projections. So I, last weekend was the
1: last weekend that I don't have to do any work, I guess. But <laughs> what a slacker, no. day. Um, I don't say that like it's a
2: bad weekend. thing.
1: 10.0. 10.0. It's f- not a bad thing, by the way. But just ne- I already know next weekend I'm going to yeah. be well traveling and then pouring over preseason games and – coming up with notes for everybody, and then when the preseason's over, you know what comes next. Real football. Real football. Yeah, none of, this, none of this stuff where we watch scrubs like Josh Jacobs play.
0: Dude, let's honestly have a have a conversation about it, and since you guys didn't ask me about my weekend, it was great. I had French toast on Saturday and French toast on Sunday, uh, so...
1: Wow. Always a good thing. Always a good thing. A very gluttonous Once again, there. Adam, you just dominate us in the life <laughs> statistic.
0: Uh, preseason... Of course, I'm gonna watch every game while the starters are in. Uh, you know, it's I feel like I kind of have to. It's my job. But <laughs> they, you just, you, you just, Dave, don't go, like. Can I please just save you some time? Let's talk about realistically what we can really take away from the preseason. Because last year, because of the preseason, I enthusiastically drafted Marquez Calloway ahead of Brandon Cooks. So let's
1: – That's oh, your problem. No,
0: you were right there with me. You traded – Did yes. I have Callaway overcooked? No, Someone no. Someone looking
1: but, up. But, but I, you I, I supported, you you supported my move. A lot.
0: <laughs> you supported my move, Dave, <laughs> and you did not, yeah. Um, my point is – did you hear what the, the quote Aaron Rodgers had about the preseason? Did you see what he said? Dan Schneier tweeted it. It was really cool. He said – I think he was being asked about Romeo Dubs, and he said – or Dobbs, actually. It's Dobbs that you can get a lot more from practice during training camp than you can during the preseason. Because in practice, the defenses are disguising things. They're showing you different things. You have to adjust. You have to mentally be sharp. He said that times have changed since he's been in the league, and in the preseason, everything is so vanilla now. So the only thing you can really take away— this is a little bit of paraphrasing— but the thing that, the thing that you might be able to take away from the preseason, according to Aaron Rodgers, is some guys, when the lights come on, they just play better. But he said training camp practices uh, can tell you more than the preseason, and I do think that we need to remember it's not—it's hardly ever ones against ones. You're not seeing real defenses and their coverages and their schemes and all that. So we gotta—I I, want to save you some time, Dave. I don't want you to go too crazy this preseason, okay?
1: So you're saying I, I should cancel my trip? Not watch any preseason no, games. because you're going go to go talk to people every week I'm going to
0: watch them all. Like I said, you're going to go talk to people. You're going to go interview players. You're going to get some insight. But nobody at this point, I think, nobody should react too strongly to what they see in the preseason, including Josh Jacobs playing in the Hall of Fame game, which we'll talk about in a little bit why that happened. But I don't know, I'm just saying, let's you know, enjoy your enjoy your last few weeks.
1: <laughs> Take it with more than a grain of salt. Yes. Look, last year, shaker of salt. It, it was uh, a shaker of salt, mm-hmm. salt, salt. Uh, Look, last year was kind of rough. There were a lot of players I definitely loved coming out of the preseason. Was happy to draft them in the mid to late rounds, and they did not come up for fantasy. They weren't great. So maybe you're right. Maybe that's something we should do. Um,
0: I think you can, you know what? Everybody's
1: everybody's favorite Cinderella last year was Elijah Mitchell. I believe he had less than 10 carries in all the 49ers preseason games.
0: What are you going to look for, Heath, in the preseason?
2: I'm mostly on your side too. <laughs> um, no, but you, like, I, there's what, some, what matters some more to me is like, and it doesn't, I like, guess the Josh Jacobs thing does not apply here because it's Josh McDaniels, which is an extension of Bill Belichick, and I just can't believe anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'd like to see who's playing with who. Right. Sure, Probably that as, helps. As much as anything. Um, I'll get excited about a couple of guys that make some big plays. Like, we're like one more week away from me moving Isaiah Pacheco in my top thirty or something. <laughs> um, right, yeah. But yeah, I would like to be even more in the direction of the way you were talking. But that's I not think exactly. I joked in the middle of the year last year. I might have been a better fantasy analyst if I had not watched any
1: preseason.
0: Well, we didn't feel like we missed anything in 2020 when they had no preseason.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dave's dog is on the show. My dog is freaking out because it's storming here and he's all all over the place.
0: You know what? Let's uh, continue this conversation some other time. Give me one big rankings adjustment that you made over the weekend, Heath Cummings.
2: Let's just do it. Is there anything bigger than number one overall? Not really. I, uh, I moved Christian McCaffrey ahead of Jonathan Taylor at running back. And Dave's got a question for me that I don't have an answer to. So, I'm going to justify it the way I can first, and then I want to discuss Dave's question, but I don't know how to answer it. Um I just it started with Chris Towers, so you can blame him. And I was on FFT and 5 last week, and we'd had some talks. I think I'd expressed a little bit of reservation about Taylor over McCaffrey, but then Chris asks me like how do things go wrong for Jonathan Taylor? as the number one overall pick. And my answer was, well, Christian McCaffrey stays healthy, or Derrick Henry stays healthy, or Dalvin Cook stays healthy, or Alvin Kamara stays healthy. And then it extended to a tweet a couple of days ago when I went looking at the best running back seasons of the past five seasons. And Jonathan Taylor last year, per game, minimum eight games, um, Jonathan Taylor last year was 12th. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right
1: in line with what Adam's been talking about for a while.
2: Yeah. Like seven or eight points better per game. Obviously, we know McCaffrey was. But Alvin Kamara's had two seasons on a per-game basis better than what Jonathan Taylor did last year.
0: Can I ask before you – it's a great point, right? I, I forgot the stat, but he scored the fewest points for a number one running back in PPR in seven years or something like that, and and that's with an extra game. That's the fewest overall points. But how many running backs – Because I don't think we think Kamara has the same upside that it used to have. Um, how many running backs have the potential to score, let's say three more fantasy points per game than, than best case scenario, Jonathan Taylor?
2: Oh, three more. Oh, how many I do you want to know. make it? two more? Um, do we think last year, what's that? How many more do you want to make it two more points? Well, I just think it's the, it's not, I, I am generally unless it's someone like Will Fuller or Rashad Penny pretty injury agnostic. And I think running back is the most injury-prone position. And so it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to take a guy who I think maybe has the fourth or fifth highest upside, number one overall, just when I know he's going to get 300 touches at the running back position because I think he's less likely to get hurt than those other guys. So who
0: has more upside than Jonathan Taylor other than McCaffrey?
2: Um, I think Derrick Henry does. Yeah. I think I think in full PP, like if Alvin Kamara gets his workload from last year and his efficiency bounces back, then he definitely does. Okay. Anyone else? I think it's questionable with Dalvin Cook. Okay. I think it's possible with Dalvin. I think it's I think it's questionable with Austin Eckler, but probably Taylor has more than Eckler, but they're very
1: close.
0: Dave, what's the question you want to ask Keith as he has moved Christian McCaffrey ahead of Jonathan Taylor?
1: This is something that I've kind of battled with and I think I've got an answer. As, yeah. for for my own question, but I want to know what Heath's answer is. I want people who are ready to take Christian McCaffrey number one overall to answer this question too. How many games does he have to play in order to justify going with the 101? Um, so, so, for to example, going
2: with the 101?
1: For example, if he plays 17, no question about it. He's, he's absolutely right. worth it. Played 16, no question about it. 15, 14, no question about it, it. Does it get sticky when we get to 13? I think it
2: – part. I mean, partially, we can't ever know this, but partially it depends on whether he suffers a season-ending injury or misses a month in the middle of the year. Right. If you well, told if he me suffers he
1: played
2: a se- uh, 10 or 11 games, but he was there weeks 15 through 17, then I think mm-hmm. he was probably worth it if he's his normal self.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. What do you but, think if the he plays is-
2: but if th- he plays 11 games things- and he misses the fantasy playoffs, then he wasn't worth it.
1: Even though he probably helped you get to the fantasy playoffs? I would say that. But I don't –
2: again, I think I said I don't know how to answer it.
1: Right, because you don't know when the games he misses are going to be. So then let me me say that. You can actually apply this question to any running back. And I don't know know what
2: kind of year it's going to be at running back. If it's a year like last year where nobody scores more than 22 points per game, then maybe 10 games of him at 30 points per game is worth it.
0: All right, so let me ask you this. I'm telling you, Christian McCaffrey is going to play 14 games. I don't know which games it will be. He's going to play 14 games. And I'm not telling you anything about any other player. But McCaffrey's going to miss three games. Where but you, you, but you're, guarantee, you're guaranteeing 14 games. Guaranteeing you 14 games.
1: And you're not guaranteeing how effective he'll be, how no. many touches he'll get. Nothing number one, like one overall, that. no question. No. I, th- I agree with Heath.
0: Number one. Okay, yep. 12
1: games. This is where I get a little nervous. <laughs> this is the number.
2: It might be. It okay. still could be, yeah. If, okay. If,
1: you, if McCaffrey is McCaffrey, and you get twelve games of McCaffrey, it's probably worth it.
2: Because
0: I think eleven. You're, lab, you're the guaranteed I zero games of, of, of Jonathan
2: Taylor in this scenario, correct? I'm guaranteeing zero. Yeah. Okay.
0: We can't because you can't act right. Obviously, we don't know that the other guys will stay up. Um. Okay.
1: Last question. Jeez, then, that was that, your thunder, right? That was in uh, your geez, holy cow. That was thunder. That was you, you haven't been hearing it outside of my house. Heath uh, lives uh, 10 minutes from <laughs> me. ACDC's DC's yeah, outside. Yeah, here it is. Did, my goodness. Uh so anyway, no wonder why my dog's about to crap all over the house. <laughs> last question, <laughs> we got to move on. We got a lot to cover today. Notice I said crap Adam and not a curse word. Thank like you. Would. you.
0: Yeah, uh, last question for on this is this just in full PPR Heath? Yes. Okay. Because in yeah. case anyone's curious Christian McCaffrey, in his heyday, 2019, 22.1 fantasy points per game in non-PPR, 22.1. Last year, Jonathan Taylor, 19.8. I mean, that's, in- that's incredible. 2.3 points per Running back scoring's game. been down the last couple of years. And then the next year, he only played three games. He averaged 24.5 points per game in non-PPR. All right, Dave, what's the biggest ranking adjustment you made?
1: Julio Jones, because I ranked him. Who, okay. Tom, Who, I, the, the, I, I didn't make any rankings changes. Uh, I made one rankings change this weekend. Do you want it for all of training camp so far or just this? Yeah, weekend? yeah, the, the, whatever. whatever. you want. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas has moved up for me. There have been a lot of prominent fantasy players that have started training camp on the pup list. And a lot of them have come off. A couple of surprises that actually never made it on. Michael Thomas was on the pup list for a day. Uh, The video highlights out of New Orleans for, like, the first five, six days of camp were fine. He has assimilated into team drills. That's 11-on-11 drills. Those are the most intense training camp drills that you can get. Every single report that I've seen out of New Orleans says that Michael Thomas looks like the Michael Thomas of old. And I still expect there to be a target dip for him compared to where he was in 2019 and 2018. But I still think he's going to be – I think he's going to be worth – top 15 if not top 12 in full PPR. Top 30 pick. In I, fantasy
2: draft. I moved him up as well but just inside my top 20 wide receivers not quite that high but I'm 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 tailing Dave.
0: You guys are all have him. You Jamie and Heath all have him in the top 18. That's where I saw Heath has him. Dave I think has him 13th, Jamie 15th and Heath 18th. This is Michael Thomas we're talking about. He's
1: I'll give current- you the exact number. Right now, just, it's thirteen.
0: Yeah, uh, Michael Tom. Oh, oh, you were confirming because I right. Okay, thank you, Michael. I
1: Thomas, wasn't sure if it was twelve or thirteen. I felt like we needed to get it out there
0: since August first. All right, August first. It's August seventh right now. That's forty nine drafts on NFC. He is wide receiver thirty two. So, oh lordy, no, yeah, you guys are, are way ahead.
2: Well, that's a. I mean, I had him like twenty six or twenty seven. So I guess I was already. At, I, I, so I moved him up like eight
1: spots. So we we want to go draft a couple of NFC teams.
2: We have
0: to promote some things. Tuesday night is a live stream, 8 p.m. Eastern. It is not just any live stream. It is a salary cap live stream. And
1: it's not just a salary cap live stream. It is an all-star mock salary cap live stream.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have great guests from around the industry.
1: mm -hmm. We've got Drew Davenport from football guys, Marcus Grant from the NFL, Joe Dolan from Fantasy Points. Jacob Gibbs from SportsLine, Adam Azer is hosting it and not participating in it. All your favorite CBS guys will be in there. Uh it's 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 a it's a bunch and everybody'll not not everybody, but all the non-CBS people will be in the stream at some point. And there's going to be a lot of wisdom being shared, a lot of salary cap strategy being shared. High it, it is a must watch if you're at a auction/salary cap draft.
2: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Mark off a couple hours. Yeah, it's It's going to be be a normal stream. I don't know that we're going to do the whole
1: thing. It's a mega
0: stream. Uh, Because that's...
1: They could take three to four hours.
0: What's that? It could take, what, three to four hours? No. I think two and a half
1: to three. All right. I'm going to ballpark it at two and a half.
0: All right. We might be able to pull that off. So uh, we've got some big news for you. Also join our Facebook group. Facebook, uh, just search for Fantasy Football Today on Facebook. Used to be called The Facebook, now it's just Facebook. Join the Facebook group. Anyway, the big news. Kareem Hunt requested a trade. One thing that I found very interesting that probably won't matter because they're not going to give him a trade is when Kareem well, Hunt that. or Nick Chubb was out last year, they had a basically single-back system. You know, you know when they're both healthy, they're both getting work, but when one of them was out last year, which was most of the games, something like 11 games... They didn't work to Ernest Johnson. And I accounted only two games all year where Chubb or Hunt missed a game, but the other one played. And a second running back had more than five carries. Two games. One of them was week 18 when Nick Chubb left early or barely played. Uh, so that was interesting. If Kareem Hunt did not play, then maybe you would just see a bigger workload than, than ever from Nick Chubb. Uh, but guys, I don't really know how to react to this. Uh, you know, Keith, you and I have been very pro Kareem Hunt. In you know round seven or so, you still feel good about him or no?
2: Um, it has nothing to do with the trade request because he returned to the team portion of practice today. His hold in lasted all of like one and a half days, um, so I don't think there's any chance they're going to trade him. But I did finally update my projections and just gave it, gave up on Deshaun Watson, and so I've got 17 games of Jacoby Brissett projected now, and I do not like Kareem Hunt or anyone on the Browns as much as I did. Do you still like him in round seven? It's right about where I have him. So I don't feel like I'm getting a deal anymore. I'm just afraid they're not going to score near as many touchdowns.
0: Uh, Mike Evans is day to day with a hamstring injury. So that ended up being not a big deal, it seems. And great to see Matthew Stafford out there. He had a good practice. I believe it it was on Friday, threw the ball well. Seems like good stuff. I don't know if you guys are aware of the way Jamie's Flex League started. Did you you know who his first two picks were? No. So Jamie did something called the Flex Draft, which is industry analysts. Um they, you know, I'm in the best. He's the defending champion. Jamie won it last year? I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's at the belt. Well, he can keep it because he drafted eighth and he has Cooper Cup, eighth overall. And guess who his second round pick was? Seventeenth, eighteenth overall, whatever. Seventeenth. Derek Henry, Travis Kelsey, Najee Harris. (laughs) So Uh, he started out with Cup and Najee Harris. I love it. It's pretty damn good. (laughs) So um, yeah, Cup fell to eight to him, and I I guess we're just we're just encouraged by the Stafford news. Are we we cool with that?
1: Yeah, probably means we got to rebound Stafford in the rankings a little bit because when the news hit. Uh, I don't know if Heath pulled him down, but I I know I did and I know Jamie did because you hear about a quarterback practicing a little but having some sort of abnormal problem with his arm makes you not as excited. Uh, If you do end up waiting on quarterback in your draft, I bet Stafford still slips. I bet this news, and this is one of the other things to to keep in mind during the preseason, is that there's going to be a lot of highlights where players do well and like Marquez Galloway, and you're going to see them go higher up draft boards, and maybe you fade those guys. You fade the highlight guys from the preseason, and you also take advantage of the players that have bad news. And Stafford might be one of those bad news oh, yeah. players oh, yeah. that you just draft way late, and then he goes off for 28 fantasy points week one against Buffalo.
0: Keith, who won that Twitter poll?
2: Um, Justin Jefferson won the Twitter poll 50 to 35 or 50 to 40. Yeah. It was, who's going to, who's the number one wide receiver now? So I I I wonder if he ran it again. Um, soothed. I I wouldn't get the impression this was a short term problem. That's just over now. I think it's still a
1: risk or an irritant. Okay. Can I say one other thing on Kareem Hunt? Mm, I'll allow it where there's only one team I can think of where he could go and his fantasy value would, like, drastically improve, and it's Atlanta. I think if the Falcons were to acquire him, I think they'd install him as their starting running back right away.
2: I think there's a – I mean, Kansas City.
1: I thought about Kansas City, too, but I don't know if they'd install him as the lead guy right away. Okay,
0: Kansas City is not taking back Kareem Hunt.
2: He's 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 so much better than everybody they have. He, he is, but um, the, the, the Eagles, they hate Miles Sanders. Oh, that would, be, that would uh, I think it would
1: be a mess. That would be I think the Texans. I think that would still be a mess. Plus, it's the Texans.
0: Some Damian and Pierce I think, buzz again, by the I, way. I
2: think Green Hunt's one of the probably eight or ten best running backs in football. So I think on almost any team, he would just push the other guy into a thirty-five percent role.
0: Okay, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, rankings risers and fallers or just camp risers and fallers, even if they're not exactly moving up in the rankings. I know a lot of people have questions about Romeo Dobbs, Isaiah Pacheco. We'll see what Dave and Heath are doing about those guys. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Welcome back on a Sunday evening episode here. Hope everybody had an awesome weekend. We thank you so much for tuning in. You're going to get a lot more content in our channel than you're going to get in any other fantasy football channel. I say that with very limited knowledge of what's available in the other channels. But you are you are going to get an episode every single day in here. Uh, no days off for us, so... Uh, you know, I feel, I feel good about that. Also, I'm very excited about Tuesday when we're going to unveil our new Schrager on you, our new producer, to help out with this show and make it even better. And it is going to be even better. We're talking about, I already got him making ADP graphics. So it's going to be a better visual experience for you on YouTube. Hopefully it's going to be a better audio experience for you listening to the, to the podcast. Um, big things coming here on Fantasy Football Today. Please help us grow with a five-star review or tell your friends, or whatever it is. So, Dave, any other risers
1: for you? I moved Jalen Hurts up a notch.
0: Okay. What are we that, talking about?
1: That's here? the move I made today. I'm, he's still not as high as where Heath has him or where Jamie has him, but moved him out of Russell Wilson. I figure that the the floor for him is still pretty good. And I, I just all the reports that I've read on Minshew just suggest that there's no way Jalen Hurts is going to get benched. If there's anything to fear, it's that they... It's that Hurts struggles as a passer in the first half of the year, and they do what they did last year and just focus on running. That would stink because Hurts averaged like 16 fantasy points per game when that was happening. But maybe he's got more leash this time because they made the commitment to A.J. Brown, and maybe he'll be a little bit better as a passer than he was last year because he's got A.J. Brown on top of everything else. So I'm, uh, I'm buying in a little bit more, a little bit more. He's a top 70 player for me. Still not going to get him in any of our drafts because Ethan Jamie will beat me to the punch. But a uh, little less to fear about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts
0: is on Fantasy Pros QB seven. He is going. That's 16, where I got him. Sixty eighth overall. So that is the sixth round. That's 12th almost team exactly
1: lead. where I have him. And,
0: yeah. And uh, on NFC since August first, Jalen Hurts is QB seven, but he's going eighty second overall. Okay. So, um, Heath, how about you? Risers?
2: I have so many risers, Adam. Good, good, good. Lots and lots of risers. Um, Brees Hall. I thought he was a spectacular prospect before the draft. The Jets took him. I was a little worried about the split with Michael Carter. Before they even got to training camp, there was talk about how Michael Carter was going to be Robin to his Batman. Like, it was very clear that he was the lead guy. And then the news about Hall has just been fantastic, and you've heard very, very little about Michael Carter. I think this is a – like almost all running backs are in committees, but I think Brees Hall is getting a bigger share of the work than Javante Williams is. He might get a bigger share of the work than DeAndre Swift does. So I'm not going to hold him
1: back from those guys anymore.
2: I'm behind those guys just slightly because other reasons, but he's RB14 now, right in the same tier
1: as those two. What round are you taking him
2: in? Uh, Round three, early, early round three.
1: Okay, I'm in late round three on him because I'm still worried about the committee factor. But I, I've read and heard that he looks fine, and uh, th- that's another. That's an example of a player where if he if he breaks off a couple of nice runs in the preseason, everyone's going to go bananas, and he probably and he'll will. end up being a late round two guy.
0: This is Brees Hall we're talking about here. I'd like to just self promote a little bit. Pay pay some uh, attention to this tweet I sent out. Um, the New York Jets have running backs named Michael Carter and Brees Hall. The New York Jets have cornerbacks named Michael Carter and Bryce Hall. Isn't that weird? It's a little strange. They have two Michael Carters. They have a Brees Hall and they have a Bryce Hall.
2: So if I start sending you tweets that I made that I thought were clever before the show, can you just have them ready? A hundred
0: percent. Absolutely. Okay,
2: <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you figured out that thing, how you could show the screen and then have the three of us on the bottom. Like That's really neat. Yeah, I know. Are you taking credit for that? I'm just saying I'm, I'm glad you figured it out. I don't know where you got the idea from.
0: It was but... your idea to put us on the bottom, but I didn't know, and you didn't know, that it was even possible. I'm the one who figured out that it was possible. <laughs> so I get at least some of that credit. Uh, All right. Um, So Brees Hall, who else? Who else? is? Yes.
2: Uh, Small bumps up in the um, high end flexes. Chase Edmonds. uh, It sounds really a lot like I don't think he's going to be a lead rusher necessarily, although he might be. But it's I think he's the guy who's going to definitely lead that running back group in touches and he's going to get the most valuable ones. AJ Dillon, um, Damian Pierce. Every day, it seems like someone's saying how much better he looks than all the other Texans running backs. Yeah, so he's into the top
1: thirty now at running back. Wow, um, that might be it for running backs. Pierce uh, has moved up for me, but I still think he's closer to a hundredth overall. I don't well, know where you have where's him overall. Top,
0: yeah, I, I have a hard time conceptually. T- who's RB thirty? You know who who is in that range? Tony Pollard. Oh wow! So that's pretty big. That's Devin Singletary. Okay. Well, well, for for Dave, and Chase, Edmonds Dave, and Dave. RB30 for um, Chase Edmonds is RB thirty for me. Chase Edmonds is RB twenty four
1: for me. Cordell Patterson might be in that RB thirty range. Okay, James Cook. So he's might ahead be in of RB thirty range. So
0: you're saying Damian Pierce is ahead of Clyde Edwards Elaer?
2: I have Clyde oh. two spots ahead of Damian Pierce. Sorry. Yeah, I've got I've got a lot of guys ahead of Damian Pierce, including yeah, Clyde, Clyde and Miles Sanders are the two guys right ahead of Pierce. Okay, wow. yeah, Dave
0: has. Oof. Clyde, 35, and you have him, 27.
2: Uh, so Damian so Pierce... So you have no Chiefs running backs in your top 34 running backs?
1: Here. None. This is a Patrick Mahomes joint now.
0: You have uh, Damian Pierce ahead of the Seahawks running backs.
1: Yes. I do not.
0: Yeah, sorry. I was talking to Heath. You don't, Dave? No. All right, so let's talk about that then. Damian Pierce, Heath, why, or Dave, why are you not quite as high on Damian Pierce?
1: A lot of it has to do with the team that he's on. And I fully expect Houston to also use multiple running backs over the course of the season. I know their head coach didn't necessarily do that. The last time he was a head coach in Tampa and the time before that when he was in Chicago, but their general manager comes from New England. And I think that they're trying to have a good stable of running backs to rotate around. And if Damian Pierce earns a, a you know, a bigger share, I'm sure they'll give it to him. And I, I love the reports on him. I think he's absolutely worth drafting, but I think he's more of a mid-round guy. I don't see myself um, trying to make him my RB3. And I think even like a, a couple of good showings in the preseason, I don't think that that's going to necessarily change it either. What would change it is if the, the the players that he's competing with for reps get hurt or get cut. You know, Marlon Mack is his top competition. There have been decent reports on Mack. Rex Burkett is still there. We know how he caught fire at the end of last year. I'm not saying that these guys are going to just completely, you know, sideswipe Damian Pierce and force him into ten touches a game. I would bet on the upside of Pierce compared to those guys, and I am—they're way ahead of him, uh, or he's way ahead of them in my rankings. But the Texans' run game—it's an offense that I think can can support one great receiver, which is why I really like Brandon Cooks. But otherwise, I, I feel like he's he's somebody that I don't mind speculating with as a bench receiver and that's somebody who could be a potential flex for me, even in non-PPR.
2: I just don't think it's fair to argue against him by saying he's going to have to share touches when I've got him at RB20. It's not like there's workhorse backs in the RB29 range that he's being ranked against. No, It's a but bunch there's of part running too. backs.
1: But there's downside with him, too. How many touchdowns are the Texans running backs going to have? How much, how, where will the Texans' offense be in scoring? The reason why we love Brandon Cook is because we think he's going to just get tons of targets
0: is yeah. uh is who's going to be on the, on passing downs. Damian Pierce did have a decent amount of catches in college. He's he, good at. He it. also never had more than 15 carries in a game. He only had one game with more than 13 carries. Yes. So he hasn't been a workhorse yet. Uh but he does not really look like your typical third down back. Um you know, he had 19 well, it's, catches it's last true. year. That's not bad. It's funny. He's
2: got the he's got the body of a workhorse running back and the the profile of a third down mm-hmm. back. But um, and maybe what do you those mean by "go together"?
0: What do you mean by the profile of a third-down back?
2: I mean he's he's got the profile that would give you hope he could play on third downs in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He, Heath, he has past, caught some passes. He's pretty good at it.
1: Yeah, he is. I agree. In the past, Heath, you've noticed other running backs that split in college, and you've used that as a point against them, when yeah, they make it to I, the I, NFL. But I'm,
2: use, I'm generally using it against guys that were pushing pushing into the top fifteen. <laughs> discussion, Like I was using it to say, I'm not sure Josh Jacobs should be a top 12 running back as a rookie. He's right. never, I'm not sure. I, I don't expect it's you it. right. If, if Damien right. Pierce is a workhorse back, then he should be in the top 20.
0: And Josh Jacobs is a good actually counter to what I said. You know, he's ne- he never had more than 15 carries in a game is what I said about Damien Pierce. Only one game with more than 13. Josh Jacobs had one game in his college career with more than 16 carries. He had three games with more than 12 carries And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the first week of his career, he may have had 18 carries in the NFL. So he's been more or less a workhorse. I mean, you love the workload, right? So just because he didn't do it in college, it doesn't mean you can't do it in the pros. But Damian Pierce hasn't, hasn't
2: been that. All right. But there's only, again, like there's only the Seattle guys, and I'm not even sure that's true if they're both healthy, but there's only the Seattle guys that I think are guaranteed when the other one gets hurt more than 15 carries a game. Twenty-three carries in Week One of his career for Josh Jacobs.
0: Uh, so you, so Damian Pierce is is clearly ahead of Tyler Algier because we were drafting them similarly.
2: Um, they were not far apart, especially in non PPR. I had Pierce always ahead, and I have moved. They've separated. Okay.
0: Any other risers you guys want to talk about?
2: Well, that was just my running backs.
0: <laughs> uh, let's going. talk about Romeo. Let's well, no, let's talk about Isaiah Pacheco and Romeo Dobbs.
2: I'm really. Um, still only looking for those guys on dynasty waiver wires, um, or deeper than 15 round drafts at this point. Dance I do have Dobbs it. and Watson equal, but I just don't want to draft
1: either one. I wish his last name was pronounced Dubs. it's more fun. Yeah, that's Dubs also Dubs what I'm used to. I'm, best. I'm definitely going to call him Dubs a few more times. He's going to get drafted and redraft. Yeah. Probably. There's he'll be a late round pick. It's going to be round twelve, but R- Lil Romeo is definitely going to make the cut. People are going to take him. Start the season with, him and we
2: the might bench. be one week away from Pacheco getting. Like it sounds, like the whole Ronald Jones thing just is not happening at all. So, so far.
0: what's the impact here for Alan Lazard and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire?
2: Nothing for Alan
0: Lazard.
1: So far, it's not really anything that I would be worried about.
2: Okay. I I thought Clyde was going to share with Ronald Jones. I've dropped Ronald Jones way down, um, because I don't think he's necessarily even going to make the team.
1: He might. Yeah, I've heard that.
0: So let's uh, give me a couple more risers,
2: and then we'll do rankings fallers. Um, Chris Godwin. I didn't get him quite back to where I had him, but he's uh, at the very like where I would have him without any injury concerns. But he's back up to wide receiver twelve for me now. Um, but wow. like I said, if he had no injury concerns at all, he might be in my top five.
0: Boy, that feels so risky, though, because he's not hes not really doing that much in camp yet. And what's wide receiver 12?
2: We're talking about ahead of Michael Pittman and... Michael Pittman, Mike Evans. A.J. Brown? Yeah. Hmm. But I'm a little bit more worried about... Brown, which is weird, so like hurts so much. But I think it's just because I like Goddard and maybe Devonta Smith a little more. Um, mm-hmm. But like Michael Thomas is eighteen, I think Dave's got Michael Thomas thirteen. I think I don't know. If there's a lot of difference between the two.
0: I know whichever wide receiver I draft in round three, if I draft one, I'm gonna feel nervous about it. <laughs> Unless, yeah, we yeah. did the pick by pick last Monday and. I ended up with Debo Samuel in round three with the second pick of round three, and I was thrilled. But if it's A.J. Brown, Chris Godwin, Michael Pittman, I don't think I'm going to take Brandon Cooks in round three. I know you guys probably would. I'm going to feel a little nervous about it. But then I thought about it, and I said, well, what running back would I take there that I wouldn't feel nervous about? I'd feel nervous about Montgomery. I'd feel nervous about Zeke. That's just a nerve-wracking round, round three, because— it still feels so early in the draft. You feel like you have to hit a home run. You don't, by the way, but but yeah. I mean, there's just going to be question marks about just about everyone there, uh, which um, is why I've been others. sort of gravitating to T. Higgins because I just feel like I I know safe. I know what. Yeah, I feel like and Pittman is too, but I feel like well, Higgins Pittman could be amazing. I still like uh, Higgins over Pittman. I, you guys don't, right? You like Pittman?
1: Mm-mm. No, I like Pittman. I like Pittman. Pittman's I like those the two, number one and receiver.
0: I like DJ Moore a lot too, but. What the hell? Just stop with the charade. And but I truly believe that, that that Sam Darnold has a chance to be the starter. I don't think it'll happen. But no. but then why wait that long? You're doing your team a huge disservice I think if they're waiting they have until guys in
2: that locker room who are Sam Darnold guys. Uh, Ooh, I. I don't know if that's. Well, it at I mean, all. definitely they have one for sure. You who tr- Robbie. Anderson? They're number two wide receiver. <laughs> it's like his best friend. You
0: trade for Baker Mayfield pretty close to the start of training camp. He needs all the reps he can get. This is quarterback we're talking here, and they said they're going to take it until the, uh, the second preseason game. I think August nineteenth, the Patriots game. That still gives him like
2: three weeks of practice after that. There's plenty of time. I
1: guess. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Know, I wouldn't be worried about it. But I would assume that it's going to be Baker.
2: Um, you just want a couple more? Yeah, yeah, I you know, can just gloss over, but
1: uh, um, I, got, I got another name too, but go ahead. Good, let's go. see if you name them. No, no I want to know if you name
2: them. Okay, um, a little lower down. Juju was up just a little bit, and Sky Moore, they're getting most of the positive buzz with the Chiefs and kind of emerging there. Um, Alan Lazard, I caught up with you on Adam and got him to the end of uh, early round eight. Um, little boost for Kadarius Tony and um, Brandon iuk That's man, so much Brandon Iuke's team, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, Now, I think it feels like nobody says this sentence, but hasn't everything that Brandon Ayuk has done in camp been without Debo Samuel? Or most of it? No. Most of it. More than half of it.
1: Most of it, yes. But now that Debo's back, they've both been making plays. What what I've been noticing, because I'm reading up on the Niners every day, Mm -hmm. uh, Lance has not been great. It's a combination of Offensive line still trying to figure its way. I think they've been using a couple of rookies on the line with the ones. And the defense apparently has been really impressive. And I think yeah. those two factors have been impacting it's Lance. A good defense. Playing without yeah, they're my number two DST. Um playing without Debo definitely affected Lance and drops. A lot of the receivers have been making drops that have that have hurt Trey Lance. Same thing's been happening to Hertz, by the way. So Everybody's kind of in, in that training camp mode. Mistakes are going to be made. Um, but I the, the buzz on Lance isn't, oh, my God, he's just throttling the defense every day in practice. He's looking amazing. Uh, it's been up and down with Trey Lance. But, I mean, Shanahan was really glowing about IU, talking about how he's clearly worked out the right way during the offseason and worked out with Lance during the offseason. Uh, he's running his routes differently he's running a little more violently um he's 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 making plays further downfield he's not running the, the same routes that he you know specialized in in college he's expanding a little bit more these are some things that i wouldn't mind looking at during the preseason when Ayuk plays if Ayuk plays
0: yeah he had better receiving stats than debo samuel in the second half of the year uh, Debo, of course, was doing so much in the in the run game, but mm-hmm. Ayuk was their best receiver. So ah, that's not really statistically he was their more prolific receiver. I don't think I could say he was their best receiver, but you know I think everybody knows what I mean.
1: Sure. Um,
0: would you take Ayuk or Kadarius Tony?
1: Ayuk. I, I think I'd take Tony. A little more. Up, I think there's more upside for target volume with Tony.
0: Would you take Lazard
2: or Juju Smith-Schuster?
1: I'm not, I haven't moved Juju. I'm sorry. I've got Tony ahead of Ayuk. I was wrong. Okay. Uh, I'll take Lazard. For Juju. Because I'm still sure. a little worried about the targets for Juju. All
0: right. Let's talk about rankings fallers here. Dave, who are some potential fallers, current fallers, past fallers, whatever?
1: Uh, the one name that has been falling for me has been Jahan Dotson, who got off Aww. to a great start in camp. He had a great week. I, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I love the talent. But Wentz apparently is not having a good camp. The Athletic wrote about how he's been struggling in like one-on-one drills against air. So maybe, maybe he's working things out and he'll be better. Um, the fact that he's never had a receiver finish higher than 23rd in PPR points per game in his career, that kind of spooked me. And I don't think it's going to be Dotson who finishes that high if one finishes that high in Washington. I think it'll be McLaurin. So wh- if I'm drafting Dotson, why am I doing it? Is he a bench receiver for me? Am I ever going to actually use him? Will he be good on a consistent basis, or will he have you know one smash week followed by four bad weeks? So I kind of got the... I got cold feet on Dotson.
0: Okay. Put some socks on, bro. Heath, any followers for you?
2: Um, yeah, mostly just some running back adjustments. Um, I don't I've caved a little bit on the David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert thing. So I moved Montgomery down and Herbert up a little bit. I still have Montgomery RB 15, so I'll probably still be the highest on him.
0: Jamie drafted um, him in the flex league in round four.
2: Excellent. Yeah. Good. That's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Um, both the Browns running backs, I dropped a little bit because of the preset projection of the offense. Um, All right, so let's talk. Where's Chubb? 16.
0: So just, 16. Be, just behind Montgomery. Yep. How about in nine or half PPR? Are you taking Chubb over Montgomery? Uh, non for sure, yes. I mean, this is an interesting topic here. I'm sorry to, you know, I know you want to get on to some other players, but does it really matter? Why Why do they drop? Because you, you figure the offense is definitely going to be worse. It could be bad. But, I mean, I'm looking at, this is off the top of my head because I remember doing this research, three games that Baker Mayfield missed last year. And they had Case Keenum and they had someone else. And those quarterbacks did not throw for 200 yards in any of those three games. The most was 199 yards. So, you know, bad passing performances. They ran the ball so much. And they ran the ball pretty well for two of those three games. I remember, one of those was the Thursday night game against the depleted Broncos. But it was uh, Dearness Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost feel like Chubb and Hunt are just
2: going to be the focal points of the offense. And they're still going to be really good. Well, I increased their volume, Um, but I just – and it's less about those three games and more about like it's the same reason that people would argue against David Montgomery. Um, He's on a terrible offense. It's the same – like we argue – make that argument against running backs all the time. And they are going to be in a 55-45 split, and I think the Browns are going to be one of the bottom 10 offenses in the NFL –
0: yeah, but that's okay, if this, as long as they're not terrible. Christian McCaffrey was the number one running back on the 21st or Christian McCaffrey or was not
2: sharing with Kareem Hunt. Yeah, but I'm not, drafting, I'm
0: not drafting Nick Chubb in the first round. I'm just saying, have things really changed? Is there All right, here's the question. Is their offense, with Jacoby Brissett for 17 games, is their offense going to be worse than it was last year, when they had really bad quarterback play for basically the entire year? Because Baker Mayfield got hurt in Week 2.
2: I would – let's just see. I wonder if I project their offense to be worse than it was last year. My initial thought is yes, it's going to be worse than it was last year. Okay. But I will uh, try to look at the –
0: Yeah. In the meantime, Dave, uh, talk to me about your shirt. It says Sweet 16 on it. I cannot tell what it's for. Oh, it just looked like a different color green.
1: It was because it was – you know, New Orleans-themed mm-hmm. last year, the whole tournament, because the Final Four was in New Orleans. So a little more purple and dark green and some yellow. Uh,
0: somebody wants to know, Adam Lee wants to know if Cam
2: Akers is falling.
1: Not for me, because they already fell. Yeah, you were the low guy.
2: Um, now I don't know if I'm the only low guy. So I've got them for basically, it looks like 250 fewer yards and two fewer touchdowns than I had last year. Okay. So now I don't know how many games Chubb and Hunt played together last year. Uh, where were they actually ranked when they did? Because it's like yeah. five games. It was the first um,
0: five games, and they both were elite. They both And Hunt was actually better because he had some catches, but, and he scored a lot of touchdowns. First five games of the season. Well, the first
2: five games, they were pretty good, right? Because Baker Mayfield hadn't got hurt yet?
0: No, Mayfield got hurt in week two. Was it two? Yep. He tore his left shoulder, his non-throwing shoulder in week two. In week one, he threw for 315 yards, which is why I like Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know he got it right. in week one. He picked up where he left off the year before. I, I, I like him in Superflex. Uh, Acres is twenty two for Heath, twenty seven for Dave, twenty for Jamie. Uh, it, it, j- Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, Cam Akers, Who's your favorite?
2: Gibson, Gibson. But I change that answer every week. So, do you want to give me one more faller? Uh, besides Amari Cooper. Uh, no, Amari Cooper might be the only other one. I didn't move okay. as many guys down. Okay. Uh, he's I have, outside wide, my wide receiver 40. So.
0: I have a list of some players who, according to what I've been reading, have been having a good camp. I just want to run through them, and I just want real quick reactions here, guys.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Saquon Barkley, he's having a very good camp. Uh, 24th overall right now, he's RB14. Saquon Barkley.
1: He's... I've seen the same reports. I'm starting to get the feeling the Giants offense will run quite a bit through him and that he'll get a lot of passes. He got the same kind of concerns with him that you do with Christian McCaffrey. Cause he's been so, you know, injured, miss a lot of time. The last two seasons, uh, the, the freak accident last year might be a little bit easier to dismiss with him compared to the other injuries he's had in the past. Cause like he stepped on a foot, twisted his ankle, and then he was gone for a while. How about I, I could see him having a good year. I could 20, see him having a good Just tell year.
0: me ADP twenty fourth overall for Barkley. Too high, too low, or is the porridge just
2: right? Got I got him I, just, just right.
0: Yeah. Okay. What about starting your team with Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley?
2: Whoa! Would that be fun or what? <laughs> it, it might be, it'll or be something. You might be done playing fantasy football week four.
1: <laughs> One of the two. I did. The, I did that two years ago. I had the, both those guys on a on a auction draft that I did with other in the Kings classic speaking of expert leagues those two were my running backs. I walked out of that draft chest out to here. I was yeah, I'm going to crush this league and uh, I I did not do well. I did not make the playoffs
0: Uh, Baltimore wide receiver James Prochet looks like he's winning the slot job does it matter for Andrews or Bateman
1: no. Okay I don't think it matters Enough, But going back to the theory that if they have a hard time running the football this year, they're they clearly are OK throwing it more than 50 percent of the time. Good for Lamar. Good for all the pass catchers. I don't think Proche is worth drafting unless you're in a super deep league or a dynasty league at this point.
0: Having a good camp, San Francisco running back Elijah Mitchell, RB 22, 49th yeah. overall.
1: Every time I read about him having a good camp, I I also read about how there's two other running backs in San Francisco. Having a good camp. I've read a lot about Trey Sermon, who's kind of changing it up and working more in like passing situations, and he's improved there. You know, the deal in San Francisco,
0: no, you don't. I
2: don't know and the you deal. Do. No, I don't know the deal. We don't need to
1: do this again.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I know it's going to be a committee, but I what I don't know is, you know, is it going to be uh the rookie Tyrion Davis Price spelling him at the goal line, which is something that was, spe- was
2: I
1: don't know if it's going to be they call him a short no,
2: story. I think when we say you know the deal in San Francisco that's implying that we don't know anything. <laughs> okay.
1: No, it's implying that there's been a different running back who's led the team in rushes each of the last 5 seasons.
0: Yeah, I hate this argument. I really do. It's because that has been entirely because of injuries,
1: what not because that's argument? their philosophy. Okay, well, here's a guy that had six different injuries last year in LA. <laughs> yeah, I know
0: they're going to uh, Okay, but he's obviously not the, do- the top guy. What's the ADP? 49th overall t- RB22. That's way earlier feels, than we draft him.
1: Feels a little rich.
0: Uh Indianapolis wide receiver Paris Campbell
1: having a good camp. Hmm. Okay. Love the talent. He's never been able to stay on the field.
0: Giants he tight makes end. Christian Daniel McCaffrey Bellinger. look like an Iron Man. Giants tight end Daniel Bellinger. Just a dynasty guy.
2: Maybe. Yeah. If you have a practice squad.
3: Okay.
0: And having a bad camp. I only have one name here, and it's Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. <laughs> it really should be noted. It seems like he's struggling quite a bit. Mm. And Schneier, maybe was that Giants defense
1: is just so good. Oh,
0: yeah, so good, right? Uh, Giant, uh, Schneier was at Giants practice over the weekend and tweeted about Daniel Jones just missing. And that's just so sad. Yeah. Some more news and notes. Why did Josh Jacobs play in the first half of the hall, of the first quarter of the Hall of Fame game? Josh McDaniels said he played uh, Jacobs because it's good for running backs to take contact, get hit, get tackled in the preseason. Doesn't really happen that much at training camp, so that's why he wanted to get Josh I get Jacobs out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamar Chase could play more in the slot this year. He lined up in the slot for just 14 percent of his snaps last year. That's Jamar Chase. Smart, but according to Ian Rappaport, Odell Beckham, not expected to be ready until the second half of the season. Baltimore center Tyler Linderbaum will miss at least a week with a leg injury. He's their first-round pick. and Rashad Bateman has a minor injury. Heath alluded to this earlier. Khalil Herbert had some first-team work. So it's just he's not going to be the lead running back, but he could be a headache a little bit for David Montgomery.
1: You know how people like to draft Alexander Madison when they get Dalvin Cook? Yes. I think it's a good idea if you end up getting Montgomery, go ahead and write down Khalil Herbert round 10, no matter what on a post-it note.
0: And Chicago wide receiver, Nikhil Harry suffered a serious injury and it's a high ankle sprain.
1: So it's, that, that's, that's his season. We, <laughs> that's becoming like among the worst injuries that players can have because they come back from it and they struggle coming back from it.
0: And not only were they thin at wide receiver before camp, you know, they keep, getting thinner. That's the bears. All right. Uh, I guys sent you something. We can skip this if you want. I looked at the last five years to try to determine what, where was a bigger gap? Was it the gap between RB 12 and RB 18 or wide receiver 12 and wide receiver 18? Did you have a chance to look at any of this? I did. You did Dave? Not at I all. I did. I thought it was interesting. It was a little bit interesting. I was trying to decide, you know, is it, more important to have a top 12 running back or the you know, number 12 running back than wide receiver because is there a bigger gap between 12 and 18 at running back or 12 and 18 at wide receiver? And looking at the last five years and all three formats, non, half, and full PPR, the answer is probably running back. I wish it were a little bit more clear, but also when the answer was running back, it was a bigger gap than when the answer was wide receiver. Uh, I guess basically, Dave... Doesn't really seem to be a big difference between wide receiver twelve and wide receiver eighteen, typically.
1: But I remember there being be like a three point difference between wide receiver twelve and wide receiver thirty-six, one of the previous years. You know, sometimes Heath will mention his projections and he'll say that a, a player is a tenth of a point off of another player or 1.4 points off of another player. And you might have heard him say that and say to yourself, Man, how could it be like that? That's that's too close. But that's kind of how it is. And there's just this big, big group of wide receivers it feels like every year. I've said it before. The difference between like a number two receiver and a number three receiver, it's almost nothing. And that's why the position's so deep. That's why I make the choice in plenty of our drafts to wait on taking wide receiver because I think I can find one um, several rounds later than where the 24th receiver is off the board who can perform close to the level of that type of receiver that goes at 24th.
2: So. I'm trying to think of a way to make this a better comparison because wide receiver 12 and running back 12 are not being drafted at the same place. The co- the draft cost is not the same at all. That's true. It's probably about a round difference. Um,
0: I think this is more like to say why we chase running back because right. it's just not as deep of a position. Like you're explaining ADP. I I don't know if I, this is even about ADP. This is about uh maybe if you're saying why we take running backs early, yeah. Because if you get if you get an elite one, it's just it's just such a powerful weapon. <laughs> um and wide receiver tends to be a little flatter in terms of the production. But when
2: we're talking elite, like the difference you'd be looking at the difference between wide receiver 1 or wide receiver 3 and wide yeah. receiver 18. Yeah. I don't know. Look, I'm,
0: I'm. If you think this is useless, I, I'm not I, saying it might that be. at all. No, it might. I'm trying it might to,
2: be. <laughs> I'm trying to process it and and make it make sense in my head. And um, I do agree that the difference between running back 12 and running back 18 is bigger than the difference between wide receiver 12 and wide receiver 18. I just think a lot of times when you're looking at running back 12, you're looking at wide receiver five. Um. Yeah, that could be or six or something like that.
0: Also, I right. sort of explained it wrong. Uh, oh. Now that I'm realizing, no, I, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, the, the, the gap is bigger at running back.
1: Uh, Just last year, but there is there, wide receiver. Wide yeah. receiver twelve. This is total points, not on a per game basis. Was three points per game better than wide receiver thirty six? Wide receiver twelve was T Higgins. Wide receiver thirty six oh, was Van Jefferson. Yeah, I was no, doing no, no. total uh, points. points per game. There was a 51 point difference between those two guys. One was wide receiver 12, one was wide receiver 36.
0: That's a big difference, though, 51 points. It's three per week. That's a big difference.
1: Very big it? difference.
0: Three per week. Okay. The difference between wide receiver 12 and 18 was only 11 points last year, full season. The difference between running back 12 and 18 was 16.2. That was in full PPR. And eh, whatever. All right. Disregard. Uh, this I got some emails here. dot Hoped in Wellington. What a name. Hoped in Wellington says, I love all your work as a collective, but Heath's analytical way of ranking has always appealed to me. Does Heath have any articles or advice on how to start my own projections?
2: I'm... Um. Busy finding the loophole. I believe the difference between wide receiver 7 and wide receiver 18 was bigger than the difference between running back 7 and running back 18 last year. Um, Do I have any suggestions on how – I can only tell you about how my process works. Um, There are tools out there. I don't know. Dave, do you remember any of the places – there are there are places that are providing tools for building your own projections.
1: Um, I used you. when I did projections, I used an Excel spreadsheet.
2: That's, I use uh, Google Sheets. Um, Same. All right. I build it on a team by team basis. So I'll build out the entire Chiefs offense, the entire Giants offense, so on and so forth. Ugh, and why? then What's that? Why? Why would you even do that for the Giants? You poor soul. Well, you got to know like which wide receiver you should be looking at and round 13 and where to take Saquon? one
0: yeah I'm just joking but <laughs> yeah um, I was a giant as a giant stick also I didn't realize I had that cam Akers comment up for the last
2: 30 minutes sorry about that YouTube uh, go ahead Um uh, <laughs> well uh, yeah I, so I sort of I build on a team basis and then put in player efficiency kind of around that and then try to meld the two to make sense um, but I think I think you have to kind of start with past performance and then project, like, if you think someone's going to be better or worse than what they've been in the past, as long as you can justify it.
0: This is from Harold 12 team standard scoring league. Uh, Let's see. Standard one year, one year keeper, straight line draft. What is this? Straight line draft picking? Does that mean non snake? Um, I'm keeping Christian McCaffrey. The players available in standard scoring should be Adams, Cup, Mixon, Kelsey, Aaron Jones, or Nick Chubb. Who would be your top three from that group in a non-PPR league? Adams, Cup, Mixon, Kelsey, Aaron Jones, Chubb.
1: Mixon's going to be at the top of the list.
2: Is it non-PPR? Yeah. Yes. Mixon...
1: Cup, Jones. I have Chubb one spot ahead of Jones. Non-PPR, okay. Mm -hmm.
0: From John, which three sound better in a full PPR, two running back, three receiver league? Christian McCaffrey, Zeke, and Saquon? Justin Jefferson, Zeke, and Saquon? Christian McCaffrey, Zeke, and Pittman? Justin Jefferson, Zeke, and Pittman?
1: You know what I'm going to say?
0: I actually have no
2: idea what you're going to say. The
1: three he running knows backs exactly what I'm going to say. McCaffrey, they, Zeke, Saquon? Yes.
2: I would say McCaffrey, Zeke, Pittman. And but it's weird because he has Saquon listed third as right. if he's taking like I would say the best one would be McCaffrey, Saquon, Pittman.
1: Yes, I would agree. But
2: I would rather have Pittman or no, I might have Saquon higher than I I'm probably not taking three running backs.
0: McCaffrey. If I could, if I can make it McCaffrey Saquon Yeah Pittman. Yeah, McCaffrey Saquon Pittman. Yes. Well, well I would McCaffrey, love McCaffrey, Jefferson Pittman would be yeah, McCaffrey, Saquon, <laughs> and Jefferson. Let's do that.
1: Uh here is throwing Taylor while you're at it.
0: Daniel in a tiny town an hour north of Tampa.
1: Tiny town an hour north of Tampa. Uh let's go with uh, I don't know. Oh, I was going to say Newport, Richie, but I don't think that's anywhere near there. Dave, geez. Amelia Island. There you go. I don't know if that's an hour. It might not be north of Tampa. It might be west
0: That's fine. Tampa. Just stick with it with conviction. Dear some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, Dan, Jacob, Emery, and a surprise guest. My long running 12 team standard scoring league redraft is transitioning to full point per first down. It's still non PPR. Quarterback da- quarterbacks do not get rushing points for first downs, which players and types of players gain and lose value in a point per first down league
2: players who get lots of yards. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah. So would think you change about, your think rankings? about what it takes to get a first down, you know, uh, there's a, it's, it's easier for a receiver to typically do it than a running back. People have done the
2: math do on this, and the easiest way to project it is about 5% of your yardage is a projection for your first downs for the year.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
2: Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. During the Scott Fishbowl Let's see.
0: According to, could this really be right? Yeah, I think it could. Rushing first downs last year. This is from NBC Sports. Jonathan Taylor had 107 rushing first downs. Oh, wow. <laughs> Guess who number two was? He played in the NFC East. Jalen Hurts. Uh, I don't know if there are quarterbacks. Oh, no, uh, Jalen Hurts was seventh. Running back. Second in rushing first downs. NFC East. Ezekiel Elliott. Antonio Gibson. Hmm. So Jonathan Taylor had 107. Antonio Gibson had 65.
1: Uh-huh. Wow. Okay, so take what I said and do the opposite.
0: A uh, wide oh rece- uh, Let's see, receiving first downs is that on here? Eh, but the, again, know. this is. Najee Harris had sixty-two. Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook. You know, you want yards and touches. I don't know. I, I do think points for first down is really cool and maybe better it. than maybe better than PPR. And I, it could be the wave of the future.
2: From I Shannon, like half point per first down, half PPR.
1: Yeah, I like that too. Ugh, what a headache!
2: From Shannon, it's like three extra buttons you have to click at the beginning of the year and then it doesn't change anything ever again. Yeah, but it, it, thinking and, about and, it on draft day,
1: <laughs> uh, Keeper League. from the Villages, by the way.
0: Keep, uh, Keeper League is Cup, Chase, Jonathan Taylor, and Chubb. Let's see how many he can keep here. Um, I'm 100% keeping Jamar Chase and Jonathan Taylor, so then it's Cup and Chubb. Uh, it's Cup. Oh, yeah. Okay, Which, who are you no, keeping? Cup
2: over Chubb. Yep. Up over Chub. Okay.
1: He's worried about the Stafford injury plaguing Cooper Cup. If you knew that it was John Walford for 17 games, you might consider might consider Chubb over Cup. But it, I don't think it's going to be that way. I think he'll get Stafford for a good portion of the year. At least I hope so. Please hit like
0: before you leave the show, the uh, stream. And thank you so much, everybody. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. We won't have a show on Monday. This is your Monday episode. Tuesday, we'll come back at you with RB Preview Part 1, Wednesday Part 2, and then Thursday and Friday, Wide Receivers. We'll have bonus pods if there's any big breaking news. For Dave and Heath, I'm Adam. Have a great Sunday and Monday. Talk to you Tuesday on Fantasy Football Today.
1: Ready? Go. Go.